1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
2: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: WTIC, good afternoon. So here we are in another week. It's a holiday Monday, but but I don't know. I would say some big piece of the population doesn't really put this holiday into much practice, uh, just because, you know, it's relatively new, maybe. Maybe we're holidayed out. Maybe we have enough. I mean, we just had Christmas and New Year's, and now here's Martin Luther King Day. Maybe it hasn't, um, you know, people, people don't need another day off yet. I don't know. But it seems like the world is busy, and and um, things feel fairly normal in terms of there's a lot of callers around and stuff like that. I hope you enjoyed Jason Scalora and check him out online. It um, you know it sometimes bothers me when people are as, as um, focused and and centered as he is at age 21 because it can take the rest of us a, a long time to get to that point. So it's it's kind of sad. Uh, when you meet somebody who's that gifted in that way, but then again, it's a gift because to us, because we get to, um, we get to feel how a person resonates when they're focusing on the things they care about. And I think that's, what's powerful about Jason is you can, you can feel that his trains on the track and you can feel how smooth his ride is. And that gives him a chance to uh, an ability to talk the way he talks and, um, communicates with so much wisdom at such an early age. It's a beautiful thing. So I hope you enjoyed uh, meeting him as much as I did. 8605 We'll talk about that and other stuff when we continue. Time for us to check in with Mark. Oh, no, no. yeah, yeah, we're going to do uh, Mark Christopher now, right? Is that where we are? I just lost my place. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and is Mark Christopher here or did he lose his place again? We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark, you there? Where is this guy? You know what? Somebody probably answered, offered him a free cheeseburger, and he just left town. We'll find him soon, though. And uh, Oh, there isn't traffic today. It's the holiday. We're not doing traffic. He's off. Forgot all about it. Thank you, Roland.
2: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: The White House says – the White House says – by the way, if you want to talk about Jason Scalora, if, if anything in that conversation inspired you and you want to do a follow-up, feel free to give us a call. 860-522-9842. The Rant Line coming up in about 50 minutes. Five zero. You can call the Rant Line anytime. 860-751-4698. The White House says – that it doesn't keep visitor logs at Biden's Delaware home. And there is a desire on the part of uh, Republicans who are going to mount investigations now to get visitor logs. They want to know who went there around the time that these documents were um, being perhaps uh, lost or or, uh, relocated to that home. And I'm just curious about the... This statement that we get from the White House that there are no visitor logs at Biden's personal home in Delaware, but I don't get how that's possible. So explain, if you know how that's possible for there to be no visitor logs, explain it to me. It seems to me that it goes without saying that if your home is being monitored by the Secret Service to make sure you are safe, then they're they're keeping track of who comes and goes. Not just the moment they walk in, but all the plans, the emails, the texts, the whatever, in advance. And, and then when you come and then afterwards all those communiques. And that this is already a game of escape that's being played by the White House. Are you excited by this scandal, by the way? I love this scandal. I just think it's the most delightful scandal. Because... As I've said, I think they're all in the business of lying about everything they do, and that they don't talk about it because nobody wants to. Nobody wants to show how the, how the magician does his tricks, and that the way they got Trump was to gang up for, on him for doing what they all do all the time. And, uh, and, and we're at this unique moment where everybody can now see that. That's why I'm excited by this moment, because now people can see how Biden went on 60 Minutes and excoriated Trump. It was disgusting to Biden. I, that wasn't the word, I don't think, but he was appalled at, at Trump um, having documents. Like, why would he have top-secret documents? Why would he have those? It's outrageous, Biden said, and and there here is Biden now with them all over the place. Everywhere you turn, this this <laughs> secret government documents. All right, let's go to Eugene. Is that the name? Yeah, Evgeny. It's Russian. How do you say it? Evgeny. Evgeny.
4: Great name. Okay, uh, Evgeny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, calling about your uh, your uh, your person there. You know what Jason was? Yes, Jason. Yeah. Okay. He seems to have uh, some uh, wisdom. Where, uh, I, I must have missed something. Where does he get it? Well, he he, to, said, where, where? he
3: explained that he went through some personal stuff. His family was going through stuff, and he was um, he he got into a pattern where that became his identity, and he got rewarded mm-hmm. for being messed up and angry about mm-hmm. what was happening to him. And a friend said to him. Mm-hmm you've got to get out of this and you've got to figure out a way to rebuild the way you respond to stuff so you're not getting all excited about bad things in your life and get excited excited about changing your life and he went from there
4: oh that's good you know that's uh, well at least it's a step in the right direction you know but there's there's uh, you know there's a problem okay okay uh, men are corrupt okay they're born corrupt they're they're born sinners okay they, they can't they can't fix themselves mm-hmm. nobody can fix themselves is you know there there's greater wisdom okay uh, you know but when that, you it,
3: listen to Jason talk and you hear him talk with a lot of maturity mm-hmm. and a lot of mm-hmm. uh, he's got a solid vibe when he's talking like he
4: right you, right. you
3: feel yeah. this conviction coming inside mm-hmm. of from inside mm-hmm. of him from deep yeah. from and from experience and, and oh, some sure kind of wisdom. Is- do you not believe that that's based on personal experience?
4: Well, I think it's, uh, you know, it, I think he's very sincere, okay? And I think he's done some work on himself. But, you know, it, we don't live in a vacuum, okay? Uh, he's, he's gaining some knowledge from somewhere, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, it's, you know, and, and I think, you know... So you're it, saying it's it, God-given, he, right? Well, that's it. You know, it, it's got to come from a higher power, okay, but, but, if you will. D-
3: but don't we all have access to that wisdom? And so it's not really well, about the higher power. It's about whether well, we find a way to get, ac- get that well, wisdom.
4: I, I'm not so sure that we do, okay? Uh, you know, I, I just happen to be a born-again Christian, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I believe that all the wisdom that, that, uh, that we need comes from Jesus Christ. Okay, and, and, and do you think else, Jesus
3: Christ is selective about who he shares it with?
4: Uh, I think it—no, I, I don't think so, exactly. Uh, my, uh, my, my thinking is that it's gone out, okay? The wisdom of Christ has gone out. Uh, some will accept it and some won't.
3: It's okay. like a radio transmission. If you tune into it, you can listen.
4: Exactly, you know, if you're willing, Okay. Uh, but you have to be willing. So okay? why are you,
3: so, you sound a little doubtful about Jason and whether he's actually tapped
4: into the wisdom, but, but, well, well, I just wonder, okay, there's, yeah. uh, it's so easy to be misled. Okay. And that's why, why I'm concerned. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't doubt him, uh, per se, I, I I'm just concerned that he'd be misled. That okay? he, that and, he would be, or that we would be. No, he would be, okay. Or well, any one of us actually. Yeah. But don't or we right? all come we with
3: be. don't we all come with an innate sort of um antennae for for that trap that you're talking about? Aren't we always testing for that and is that where,
4: where... But so many but so many of us are deceived, okay? I mean, look at government. You talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. These people are, these people are thoroughly deceived. They think they're doing good. Okay, but <laughs> But they're not. And, and you know, you have to have some sort of, uh, of a uh, yardstick to be able to tell what's good and what's yeah, bad. You
3: know, I think that's a small number. I think people get in the habit of doing small bads, and those small bads grow into a way of life. And mm-hmm. especially if everybody mm-hmm. around them is doing the same bads, then it right. gets reinforced. <laughs> and so you could say they get tricked. I don't think they get tricked. I think they decide they're not willing to give up what they've got in order to take a truer path
4: well isn't that true of any one of us yes you know absolutely. yeah we all have and that
3: possibility i'm i'm not know, doubting you know, it but it doesn't right. make me nervous right. when i hear somebody who sounds like they're resonating in a mm-hmm. in a way where the the notes are really sounding pure and true i i don't get well, scared I, by
4: that i get scared by everybody else Yeah, well you know we're, <laughs> we're all subject to the flesh okay uh, the, the, the no, I The pride you. of life, and you know the pride of life, and the the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eye. You know we're we're all subject to that. So it's it's a uh, it's a thorny path without uh, good direction.
3: Ah, that's the best phrase. I love that one. It's a thorny path. All right, thank you so much for the call. It's great to talk with you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We're going to Sam in Manchester next. Hi, Sam.
4: Okay. Hey, hi, how are you?
3: Thank you for the call.
4: Oh, you're welcome. I just wanted to say, you might not have a login, but have the White House ever used ring to find out on film who's been at the place? Oh, yeah, yeah, good
3: point. They've got video surveillance. They've got all kinds of electronics that are making sure the vice president or the president or the former, uh, you know, they're protected after they leave office. So that means they have to be supervised.
4: So I'm thinking, hello, let's look at the film, but who's been there? If you can't figure it out, hello. It's exactly. Just disgusting. That's just very disturbing, everything that's going on. But at least we're cleaning up the swamp. There you go. Well, I,
3: I hope so. I, that's the optimistic <laughs> view of things. Thank you, Sam. Good to hear from you. You know, whether we clean up anything or not remains to be seen, but... The thing that makes me optimistic about these crazy times, a lot of the craziness is driven by the changes that the internet, sh- internet has wrought and and how social media allows small, stupid things to be instantly magnified to to where they appear to have great importance, how the news media has been stripped of the, the money to do news reporting, so they just uh, play a lot of viral videos and stuff and and focus on nonsense to get people to click. You know, there's a lot of bad trends, but there's good stuff happening, too, is what I'm saying. And I feel like it's good that people can see now that, that Joe Biden was bluffing. He was talking ragtime when he was on television on 60 Minutes acting all appalled by Donald Trump having secret documents in his private residence. Because guess who did the same thing? And he kept them, by the way, right there in the safest spot he could think of in the world, and that was with his favorite Corvette. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, a Hollywood scriptwriter couldn't come up with better material. John's calling from Farmington. Hi, John.
5: Hey, Todd. Um, I just wanted to see if you'd let me read a letter to the editor that was in the paper yesterday.
3: Could you read us um, the best sentence or the most profile? You know, it's much more effective. Communication is more effective if it's coming off off of the top of the head instead of from the written yeah. word. Uh, but well,
5: you know, the the current is is very uh, conservative, so you get a lot of conservative letters <laughs> to the editor, right? Oh yeah,
3: certainly. Yeah. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Give it a shot. I'll interrupt you if I must.
5: Biden not playing for Team USA. Christopher Brooks of New Harper claims that President Joe Biden in two years has, quote, more homers and RBIs than Trump's entire term, from a letter December 27th. Let's be more specific. Biden has hit homers for record inflation, record undocumented immigration, and record fentanyl into our country. We'll give him an RBI for canceling our energy independence, and one for our tragic (laughs) withdrawal from (laughs) Afghanistan, and one for... Empowering the drug cartels. Unfortunately, his home runs and RBIs for the wrong, are for the wrong team. Obviously, Joe Biden, unlike Donald Trump, does not play for Team USA.
3: Wow, that was pithy and powerful and well worth because of the sports metaphor, I think. You, you chose well, John. And and what I'm do you have to what do you have to say about that letter?
5: I, I couldn't believe that the Hartford Current printed it. Yeah, they must have been having palpitations, having to play, have to print that pay, that uh, letter.
3: You know, they must have just been desperate for one little bit more of filler to uh, that they didn't have to pay for, <laughs> and and they uh, they threw that in. That is amazing that they put that in.
5: Yep, just had to read it.
3: Thank you, John. Oh, okay, appreciate you persevering on that. That's a good one, huh? It, it and and it makes you laugh. And the, the metaphors in it are powerful and effective and right to the point. 860 So we've got uh, Rance coming up in about 40 minutes. And what else? Michael Leboats will be here during the 5 o'clock hour. And um, we should have Chris Powell coming up in a few minutes. Although I didn't confirm him with the holiday and stuff, but hopefully he'll be here because he's always good. And we'll take more phone calls too. Don't forget to phone in a rant eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. So, so we don't have Mark Christopher any, uh, today because of the holiday. But what time do you want me to break? Like, what's? How are we breaking? Should I just? You mean break right now? Okay. All right. So there you are. Give us a call, 860-522-9842, and we're going right to the weather forecast for you as we continue into news on WTIC.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
2: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: All right, I think it's time for me to talk, but my earbuds aren't plugged in, and this is a uh, situation that is not preferred. I like to have I like to hear it all coming into my head before I have to go on. Mike eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So the story is that the Secret Service is supporting the president in this claim that there are no logs. But you see, to, to suggest that there are no logs isn't really answering the the question. And they go into more detail. They do answer the question. The question is Is there a way to find out who went to visit the president? Not whether there is per se a log, what they call a log in Washington. And they say, Oh, yeah, we have, we have, um, we find out who's coming to the house and we check them out before we let them in. But we only retain those records for so long. And I'm saying, Come on now, I'm smelling a rat. I'm smelling – there are public record laws that require stuff be kept in perpetuity. The email's going back and forth. I'm not ready to believe that they delete the requests for clearances, that there isn't a master. So you're telling me that if they've done a clearance on somebody, they dump that information after a certain amount of time, and they don't keep a database with all that information? And they don't keep a – a um, a log of where somebody has been, like say I get approved to go visit the president or the vice president. There isn't somewhere. So they know that the next time I ask to go and the next time somebody wants me to meet and I go through a clearance again, and I've done this 30 times over two years that that information, they wouldn't know I'd been there 30 times in two years. They would have thrown that information away. I don't believe that for a second. I think they're lying to us. I think they love to lie to us. I think that's all they do is lie to us. Because even this headline that's everywhere, the Secret Service doesn't keep logs. Well, what exactly is a log, please? What do you mean when you say log? Because what they mean is a permanent record of everybody who comes through the building. But they do keep temporary records, they say. But I don't believe those temporaries aren't permanent somewhere. As the president might say, come on, man. Come on, man. I don't trust them. I don't, not one bit. And why should we? See, that's the benefit of this era. We get to see it all break out in the news. Who can you trust? Who do you trust? Who is trustworthy? in positions of power and influence and government? And I think the answer to that is nobody particularly. You know, people have certain aspects of them. Like we, we, we knew before Joe Biden became president that he would do his best to make sure that illegal immigration skyrocketed, and he's been successful in that. So that was something I trusted. But I don't trust him like that letter said. He's playing for the wrong team. All right, quick break. Uh, f- oh, no, 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 yeah, we're just still doing a weather update here. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a little quick break. We'll play some weather, and we'll take your call, I hope, coming up on WTIC.
2: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: Well, I'm glad Chris Powell isn't uh, isn't claiming holiday privileges today. And he's joining us. That's awesome. Because, uh, you know, Chris has a certain feistiness to him that it's good to tap into. Chris from the Journal Inquirer. Enquirer. Hey there, Chris.
6: Hey, Todd. Great to be with you.
3: So, you listen to this headline. Marijuana is not really legal and shelve highway fantasy. All right, go ahead. Have at us on these topics.
6: Oh, well, you know, we, our state government and news organizations told us last week that marijuana is now legal in Connecticut and available at government licensed dispensaries well it is available but it's not uh, it's not really legal it's it's still uh, completely uh, contrary to federal law I, I confirmed that last week with the us attorney's office in new haven uh, asked them uh, hey isn't isn't federal law still criminalizing marijuana and uh the spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office said, Yeah, it's still criminal by federal law. It's just we're not enforcing the law because the uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland has uh said, Well let's see, I got the quote here, quote, I do not think it the best use of the US Justice Department's limited resources to pursue prosecutions of those who are complying with the laws in states that have legalized and are effectively regulating marijuana. End quote. Um so they're not enforcing the law because the attorney general, and uh, in fairness to him, uh, the president and the, the the preceding president, even Donald Trump, decided they weren't going to enforce the law, even though the Constitution says that the uh, president, quote, shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, number one, we've you got a, a very willful violation of the of the Constitution here. I mean, I know the... Federal guys would just as soon legalize marijuana and you know be done with the the whole uh, marijuana drug business. But uh, you know, nonetheless, the federal law still makes it uh, makes it illegal, and they've chosen not to uh, enforce the law. The Constitution doesn't say that the Attorney General will decide which laws are going to be enforced in the United States. Unfaithfully,
3: it doesn't say shall unfaithfully.
6: uh but the, the, the attorney general's rationale here i think was even weaker than that uh, you know he says oh well you know we we've got limited resources we don't want to expend them this way on prosecuting marijuana they wouldn't have to uh, expend much resources at all on prosecuting marijuana just one prosecution of one of these uh, state licensed marijuana shops would shut down the whole business everybody whole business. would freak out of course the the, the whole business is sprung up precisely uh, out of the confidence that the federal government will not enforce the laws it's it's supposed to do all all the us attorney's office in new haven would have to do would be to send an fbi agent up to one of the marijuana shops and see what was going on and then get <laughs> get, get a warrant and uh, begin a prosecution but hang on Every chris moment.
3: i've got a question about the state law Part. is it fair to say that marijuana is legal are, are there no circumstances under which one can face criminal prosecution under state law
6: well I imagine you could if you were selling it without a license or something but even the uh, in certain quantities but uh, I think Connecticut has all but repealed its its criminal pa- penalties for the uh, uh, private unlicensed sale of, uh, of marijuana is a practical matter. Uh, uh, the possession law hasn't been enforced in the state for uh, for years. I mean, we're we're erasing marijuana convictions right now. Yes, but uh, still,
3: if I if I had a hundred pounds of of beautiful marijuana from Mexico in my trunk, and um, I got searched on a on a highway stop, they wouldn't want to grab me.
6: Well, I don't know what they do for mere possession of a hundred pounds, but uh, they might arrest you for, you know, violating the state monopoly if you try to sell it yourself. It's like, like gambling. You know, if 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 the Indians do it in the state licensed facility, it's legal. But yeah. if you do it, uh, you know, if you, you 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 set up a roulette wheel in your home, uh, you know, you're a criminal.
3: Because I just wanted to make the point that they haven't really legalized it. They have turned control of its. Proceeds over to the, the from the sale or or a piece of it over to the state.
6: Yeah, maybe there'd be a tax violation in it because you know it's so heavily taxed now in the in the licensed uh, in the licensed shop. But uh, look, I I think the government should be indifferent to what people do in their their personal lives. I don't think marijuana is a uh, a good idea. But uh, you know, prosecution over the years, I think, has caused more more problems than it's it's worse worth uh, my, my problem here is just the contempt for for law that's being set up here mm-hmm. I mean we, we are here in the state of Connecticut is is effectively nullifying federal drug law just as we are effectively nullifying federal immigration law I mean this is this is the the nullification issue that has bubbled up throughout American history and the Civil War should have should have settled it but uh, now we're relapsing uh, into uh uh this contempt for the constitution uh, it, the, the, i think the best way to get the congress to uh you know repeal marijuana criminalization would be to prosecute some of these state licensed shops and then maybe uh, some of the republicans would uh, and congress would come along and say oh look we we don't want to do this anymore and you know we'll go on go, go go along and take it off the Uh, You know, the prohibited drug list and maybe go after fentanyl, which is a hell of a lot more dangerous.
3: Yeah. So the um, I think the, the issue is we want everybody doing their job so that if there is something that people are unhappy about, then they will create pressure to change the laws. And if you, because this goes back to the 60s, you know, they started ignoring marijuana laws after the 1960s, and it's become bigger every year. And And if they, if that happens, and meanwhile there's no pressure to actually get rid of the laws that they're ignoring, then the normal systems don't work.
6: Yeah, I think there's an old saying, something to the effect that the, you know the best way to get rid of an unpopular law is to enforce it vigorously, and then you know that'll get people riled up enough and uh, get them to you know tell their elected uh, officials that we don't we don't want that law anymore. But I think it's very destructive of respect for law mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the federal government not to uh, react to uh, these uh, nullifications by the. The various states. I mean, the Constitution couldn't be plainer. The president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Well, you know, not that the, our current president uh, has the the wit to understand the problem here, but uh, you know, this is a very serious problem. It's it's contempt for the law, contempt for uh, the Constitution, and it's nullification.
3: Plus, you would think that for people who want Democrats and Republicans to work together the way to do that would be to force them to face up to certain things they don't want to face up to like, like who wants to be the person to vote for federal drug laws to be maintained or made harsher. And if there are people who feel that we should have that airing, but they're afraid. So they prefer to just ignore
6: it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. But I think the the polling on marijuana for some time now has has shown the change in public uh, attitudes. I, I think a very strong majority of, uh, exactly. of, of people you know, are, are ready to decriminalize uh, marijuana. But there's just enough politicians who are just too scared to, uh, to address the, uh, the issue forthrightly. So what do we have? We have a, a state that's nullifying you know, federal law. We've got a bunch of states that are nullifying federal law, and we've got a, a president who's uh, you know, violating his oath.
3: Chris Powell is with us from the journal Enquirer so what's this about about shelve the highway fantasy what do you mean by that
6: oh well our first District congressman uh, uh, John Larson has proposed for I think a couple of years now uh, a vast project to uh, reroute uh, some of the Hartford areas highways and to uh, put miles of them into into, into tunnels the Idea is partly to regain access to the Connecticut River and uh, supposedly to uh, uh, eliminate the uh, the cutoff of the north end in Hartford. That some people imagine. Um, it, the whole project is estimated to to cost 17 billion dollars and to take maybe 20 years of of construction. And I, I just don't uh, see it in the first place. It's not so hard to get around the Hartford area, especially now that there's. Not so much uh, a commuting rush hour with so many people uh, working from, yes. from from home. Now. Who needs a, highways? Yeah, well, well, we need them, but we don't need them as much. Uh, and uh, you know, secondly, uh, I don't know the tunnels, especially long tunnels, are such a great idea. You have an accident in in one of them, and uh, you know, the the, the tunnel's going to you know fill up with with fumes and get you know very hard uh, access uh, for emergency people. I I just don't find it very compelling, and especially seventeen billion dollars in twenty years of construction. And you know, are, are our schools so good? Are our bridges so good? Is our medical system so good? Is our electricity and sanitation uh, our, sanitation system how, how so good? How about our
3: long-term economic prospects? Are they so good?
6: Well, the, the, uh, look, think is the next-to-last state in population growth, behind only only Vermont, which suggests we're not a very Attractive state uh, economically, uh, and I'm a little surprised this is coming from from John Larson because uh, he has what strikes me as a excellent long-term proposal to strengthen the Social Security system, and uh, it needs to be funded. And well, here's 17 billion dollars. You could you could put that money into strengthening Social Security, or you could, if you're going to give it to the state of Connecticut, I mean Connecticut could put that into its uh, state employee pension fund, and it would still be underfunded.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of bad stuff going on. And, you know, the the truth is we have huge debt in the state. There's huge debt in Washington. Washington shouldn't be providing seed money to coax states into acquiring big
6: future debt
3: when they already can't handle the debt they've got. Well, Connecticut can't handle the debt it's got.
6: Well, you know, this this week supposedly the federal government is going to reach its uh, its legal debt limit, and that is uh, supposedly going to cause some some problems uh, with the international financial system, which, uh, in which the U.S. Treasury debt plays a plays a big part. Um, you know, the the debt is now the money. Uh, the world treats U.S. Treasury debt as as, as money. You wonder where. The inflation in the world is coming from it's. It's coming from this, you know, debt that we run up, and then that the world that the world is monetizing. If the Fed doesn't monetize it, the Bank of Japan monetizes it, or, or, or other foreign countries monetize it. Uh, if you if you if you want inflation, then let's have much more debt because you know the debt is treated as as money. But if you if you wish inflation would, uh, would go down, then I don't think you want to see any more federal debt.
3: Yeah, well, there's a there's a nice uh, simple way to talk about it. Let's do no more debt because it's inflationary, and I think everybody's on board with the anti inflation thing these days.
6: Well, nominally they are, but uh, if they really were in principle, uh, we 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 wouldn't have these huge, fantastic, unnecessary financial proposals, and we you know we wouldn't be issuing so much debt, and we wouldn't be writing blank checks to Ukraine.
3: Chris Powell, Journal Inquirer. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ted. Enjoy the rest of your MLK day. You too. All righty. Take care. 860-522-9842. I love his take on things. Don't you love his take on things? Marijuana has not been legalized. Who says that? Nobody says that. And yet federal law still says no, no to marijuana. And why in the world? are there these federal-state partnerships for spending more money that doesn't exist on huge projects that will take 20 years to complete and God knows how many lifetimes to pay the debt on. When are we going to face a little bit of reality? When are we going to start to require of our political class? You know, at whatever point we wise up, and realize or force them to realize that we're in tragic circumstances on a fiscal level? I mean, come on. This is like they're coming to repossess the house and your response is, wait, let's redo the kitchen first. That's not That's not prudent. But the, what, what counts for prudent for people in political life is what gets them electoral victories. And, and electoral victories come from causing money to flow, whether it's real money or fake money, whether it's debt for future generations, devastating debt for future generations or, or whatever. They just want that money flowing into the pockets of their key constituencies. So they keep spending. And that's only going to stop when we tell them it's got to stop. It's as simple as that. So we've got to wise up. We have to wise up. We have to become the ones who say no more wasting money. And we have to look for somebody who's going to run for office at every level of everything who's saying we're not going to spend more than we have. We're going to be honest. We're going to be truthful. We're not going to betray the interests of the people of the state of Connecticut or the American people. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to run constitutional government that follows the law and doesn't squander the assets and doesn't use tax dollars to buy votes, which is how our politics functions right now. 8605-229842 we got rants coming up after news. Let's get a little news update right now on WTIC.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.